welcome to Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 231. Who am I really? So <clears throat> I thought my voice was better, and it is better than it was last week. For those of you who hung on for that big seven minutes, the shortest podcast of my podcasting career, well, kudos to you. Uh, we should be able to get a little more out of this voice today, or at least I'm hoping we can. You know, we can't always choose when we experience health difficulties. I mean, we can do what we can to keep our bodies as healthy as possible, and I, I try to do that. I work out. I try to eat fairly decent. You know, I, I, I try to do those things, but you know, there's just things we cannot control. And as we look again at 2 Samuel 23, we see a time in King David's life that he really doesn't have much control over. So we've spent the last year or so looking at the life of David before he was king and while he was on the run, while he was king of part of the kingdom, then he was king of all of Israel. We've seen the golden years. We've seen the tragic mistakes. We've seen the dysfunction. And now we get to the last couple of chapters that are dedicated in 2 Samuel to King David. And we talked last week, literally just pulled out the very first phrase out of 2 Samuel 23 which said, these are the last words of David. And we talked about that whole concept of last words. And we, just like I'm struggling with the, the throat issue again, we're not guaranteed to have last words that we choose. Most of us think that we're going to know when our time is getting close and we're going to say what we need to say. But I work in hospice. And I know that, yes, that can happen, but the number of times that I have people who get those phone calls and they have last words they wish they had said, but they didn't because they had no idea that those were the last words that they would get to say to their loved one. And I know that there are loved ones that have that situation occur. We just, you just don't know. So say what you need to say today. Make, make sure that you are, have said whatever it is that you feel like has to be said. And if you get another chance, hallelujah. But what have you got to lose by telling the people you love, I love you? Telling the people I'm sorry. Telling the people I forgive you. Telling them your hopes and your dreams for their lives. Like, tell them. And then we just, we're going to this week, we're going to take the rest of that verse. That's as far as we're going. So it started out, these are the last words of David. And here's the remainder of that simple verse. David, the son of Jesse speaks. David, the man who was raised up so hot. David, the man anointed by the God of Jacob. David, the sweet psalmist of Israel, or from other translations, it may say the favorite subject of the songs of Israel or the favorite of the strong one of Israel. Either way, 
It was a complimentary title that David was giving to himself. So are you scratching your head already going, why in the world would you do an entire podcast on four lines out of a verse? Well, I did know one last week, so what do you expect? But as I was beginning to read back through this, because I've read through it, and as I shared last week, I wasn't sure exactly what direction we were going to take with the text of one through seven. And yet God has shown me now two different lessons. And I know we've got at least one more coming out of this short seven verses. So try to put yourself in David's place. David knows that his time on earth is short. Physically, he doesn't have much left. The the David that was the victor over the lion, you know, he, he talks about when he was going to face off with Goliath, the mighty warrior from Gath. He talks about what God has already brought him through. I mean, this is the guy who has had incredible physical victories as well as political victories of being the king of Israel. I think it's about 40 years at this time. But at this point, he's weak, and we're going to see that in one of the upcoming lessons. We're going to see just how physically weak he is. He is so cold that he has to hire somebody to be near him just to provide him body warmth. Like, that's that's the David that is writing to us now. And at the beginning, David begins to talk about who he is. David, the son of Jesse, speaks. and. As I was reading through this, I just was struck by the whole idea of who am I really? You know, if I had to write down a list of Kim, the daughter of Kim, the daughter, the lady who Kim, the, you know, what would I write? And what would you write? And we know that at different times in our life, we see ourselves differently. So, I was a high school athlete and that at that point, especially in my freshman year, for sure, I would have definitely put that I was a basketball player. Like there would have been no question whatsoever as to how I would have described myself. You know, I think about some people around me and how they would describe themselves. I have a friend and I've always thought that she struggles with identity because I know for a fact that she would place in one of those lines the ministry to which she is attached. And even though we are blessed if we know Christ to participate in ministry. We aren't a ministry. We are a child of God. David went on to say that David, the man who was raised up so high, and he was correct. God lifted him up. God lifted him out of the miry clay. God took the little shepherd boy and exalted him in the eyes of Israel and in the eyes of their enemies. He was the victor. He was the golden boy of Israel. 
Then next, the man anointed by the God of Jacob. God had placed the throne for David to have. He was God's anointed king. And the sweet psalmist of Israel, that's exactly what it says, not only in the NLT, but the ESV. So we're going with that. I mean, he wrote a good portion of the songs which are included in our book of Psalms. We read in 2 Samuel 22, one of those songs that's also repeated in Psalm 18. So he had musical talent and he used that to glorify God. If you were to write out a list and put your name there and put the son of the man who, the woman who, the daughter who, the child who, the teenager who, what would you put? Because as I said, in different phases of life, we see ourselves differently and and in many ways, we are different. The me that is the age I am now is so very different than the me of 40 years ago when I was walking around with a basketball everywhere I went. But what God was working on me about is, yes, there are the earthly titles and the earthly things that we can say about ourselves. Uh, you know, for some of you, you are the grandmother of seven. Uh, for some of you, the wife of Harry or the, the owner of a business. Like, you know, just those things that are badges of honor and understandably so. But what else are you? There's a new Christian artist. I'm recording this in August of 2023. And there's a fairly new Christian artist named Ben Fuller. And he has a song that says, Who I Am. And he explores that. He explores who he used to be and who he is. And it got me thinking, there was a list years ago. There were a couple of books that were produced that I may still have on my shelf somewhere regarding spiritual warfare. But in that spiritual warfare book, there was a list of who I am in Christ. And I don't have that handy, but I found a website called Freedom in Christ that, of all ironic things, the mailing address is in Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, you heard my country voice come out because I am from a town about an hour north of Knoxville. So, brings just pitter-patters to my heart as I think about Knoxville. But in this list, it says, who I am in Christ. If you are a Christian, then the statements below are true of you. And in the first section, it says, I am accepted. And I remember whenever I first read these statements, certain ones just jumped out at me because I had struggled with who I am. 
I had struggled with extreme insecurity. I remember playing in a softball game and I was helping out my high school team that never had a softball team and they were trying to start and they were trying to give the girls some experience. And even though I was out of high school, they were having me fill in to try to give, give them some experience. And we were getting beaten so badly. I mean, it was like 36 to, it was just awful. And I remember standing in the outfield to this day. I still remember this. And I remember like, I, you know, I must have missed a ball that came my way or something to that effect, or maybe it was just looking at the scoreboard. And I had that temptation to berate myself. And at that moment, God reminded me of who I am. And so these statements, I'm going to read them to you, but I've got the link in the show notes. And for our weekly assignment feature, I want you to choose one of the I am statements and meditate on it and the application to your daily life. And I would suggest, even though it's not in the assignment, but I would suggest pulling at least five of them and spending five weeks just meditating on these I am statements and just just allowing God to wrap his arms around you and help you to believe beyond a shadow of a doubt who you truly are in Christ so that when the enemy wants to yell in your ear, you are worthless. I can't believe you did that again. Why in the world are you even here when the enemy wants to do that? You can turn around and say, I am God's child. In the name of Jesus, get thee behind me. But if we don't know who we are in Christ, we will fall for anything that the enemy wants to send our way. So, Dear God, as I read these statements, I pray for each person who is listening to the sound of my voice. Dear Father, penetrate their hearts, penetrate their minds for any of the lies of the devil that he has been flying their way and they've been believing. I pray that you would expose those lies today and help each person to replace those lies with the truth of who they are in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I am God's child, John 1.12. As a disciple, I am a friend of Jesus Christ, John 15.15. 15. I have been justified, Romans 5.1. I am united with the Lord and I am one with him in spirit, 1 Corinthians 6.17. I have been bought with a price and I belong to God. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. I am a member of Christ's body. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. I have been chosen by God and adopted as his child. Ephesians 1, 3 through 8. I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. 
Colossians 1, 13 through 14. I am complete in Christ. Colossians 2, 9 through 10. I have direct access to the throne of grace through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. In the next section, it says, I am secure. I am free from condemnation. Romans 8, 1 through 2. I am assured that God works for my good in all circumstances. Romans 8, 28. I am free from any condemnation brought against me, and I cannot be separated from the love of God. Romans 8, 31 through 39. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 through 22. I am hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. I am confident that God will complete the good work he started in me. Philippians 1, 6. I am a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3.20. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. I am born of God, and the evil one cannot touch me. 1 John 5.18. And the last section is, I am significant. I am a branch of Jesus Christ, the true vine, and the channel of his life. John 15.5. I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. John 15.16. I am God's temple, 1 Corinthians 3.16. I am a minister of reconciliation for God, 2 Corinthians 5.17-21. I am seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realm, Ephesians 2.6. I am God's workmanship, Ephesians 2.10. I may approach God with freedom and confidence, Ephesians 3.12. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. And all God's people said, Amen. I am a child of God. I mean, just just meditating on that idea and that concept, how is that going to change you? How is it going to change your perspective of why you're here? Your purpose in life. The love that the Lord has for you. You are his child. I could go on just that one, just that one for hours, hours, because so many things are coming to mind. But don't worry, I'm not going to. I've got a voice, but I don't have that much of a voice. But as you go in through this week, wherever, if this is the middle of the week, the beginning of the week, whenever it is, Grab one of these I am statements or go find one of the other lists because there's a bunch of them out there. Read the scripture and let it sink in who you are. God's child, a friend of Jesus Christ, justified, united with the Lord, one with him in spirit, bought with a price, you belong to God, a member of Christ's body, chosen by God, adopted as his child, redeemed, forgiven of all your sin, Complete in Christ. And you have direct access to the throne of grace through Jesus Christ. And that was just repeating that first section again. You are loved. You are accepted. You are a child of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lord of Heaven's armies. You are an heir to the kingdom of God, a joint heir with Christ. As a result, how will you live differently?
how will you serve differently? How will you love differently? You are loved by the God of the universe who knows you completely and loves you anyway. How will that change how you love others? Just the applications are just, we could go for days. We're not going to. Who am I really? I am a child of God. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just so much information down in the show notes. Check it all out, including the QR code to all 231 episodes of this podcast, no matter whether it was in the early days of a different title. What was it? A country girl in a city world loving Jesus. Uh, You could see some of my I am statements coming out in that, or it is during the time that we've been encouraging others in loving Jesus. Either way, please feel free to share this with others. I know you know somebody who needs to be reminded of who they are in Christ. And if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you just stumbled upon this podcast, or at least that's what you think, know that God loves you, that Jesus Christ came and died for you. There's information down in the show notes about how to begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can reach out to me via email at encouragingothersinlovingjesus at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. <music>